Peace, power, and blessings, everybody out there. This is the Pitch Podcast with your host, Satchel Page. This is episode number 3030. Uh, I am here with a very, very special guest. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mike was a special guest. Uh. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say Mike. Bloggy Vanilla. Oh, don't you see too late. Uh, Christian names. I might, yeah, yeah. I, know, I might have to blurt that out or whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is a very, very special guest. Uh one of my very, very best friends for a very long time. Mm. Uh, this is Silent G. Silent G, one half of the Comprehensive Beatdown podcast. The other half. The yeah, other yes, yes, yeah. the, the other lesser half. half. The, the lesser yeah. half. Uh-huh. I think he said he was a little, I don't know. We kind of compete for <laughs> self-deprecating humor, you know? Yeah. Yes, uh, he is, again, one half of the Comprehensive Beatdown podcast. He is... CEO, authoritarian, um, authoritarian, I Lord, like that. Dictator, yeah. Trump. It's the czar of uh, I'm the Trump of Homer Town Homer Records. Town Records. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just really like you know you you've become like the go to guy in the city of Jackson like with music. I know? kind of have in yeah. some ways. I'm one of them. I would say. Yeah, like I just said though, you know the revolution chooses you. It you does choose the re- yeah, revolution. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you just meet enough people, and people look at you to do stuff. Right, you know? and so. like, hey, that guy can't play an instrument, he can't rap, he can't Mm-mm. sing, Mm-mm. but he's great, he's <laughs> he dedicated, and he wants to help, you know, <laughs> which, you know, we need that, you know. I I, I say, like, as a, a rapper, mm-hmm. um, it's like, if there would be, like, less rappers here, and more people that would, like, be engineers, yeah. or beat makers, oh, yeah. or promoters, yeah. you know, I think... The Jackson hip hop scene would be like a whole lot better. I agree. There's a lot of talent or people, you right. know. Um, so I love everybody that gives it a shot, you know. But there are there's just not enough people, and then there's like janky managers, right? And exactly. People's cousins wanting to manage them and stuff. So. Exactly. Everybody has the heart. Yeah. You know, to, to rap. It's like I've, you just, know, just... I've seen myself always as like you know on the playground when everybody's playing basketball, and right. I would be sitting alone in the corner, and they would let me be the ref. Yeah, yeah. You That's know, kind of how I am in Jackson. <laughs> you know, I can't play anything. I can push my buttons when I DJ every now and again, but that's it. So I get to be referee. Yeah. So so, so you do DJ as well with your brother yeah we do half a dozen physics shows a year, for so. poets physics for poets yeah, yeah that's what's up yeah it's cool cool but yeah just involved with stuff so i just like to be i just like to be a part of things you know right that's what's up man yeah. that, that and that's all good because i mean it's kind of like you've made your place here you know what i'm saying because because you want to be involved in all in everything and you're willing to do the the less glamorous yeah. work it's like without you then There'd be like total chaos. There might be, yeah, <laughs> you know? in some regards. Me and, you know, a handful of other people. Right. You know, yeah. like there's a lot of us yeah. here. But uh, a lot of things come through me and a few other folks, you know, which, not that I have to like say it can happen or whatever, but, you know, I get asked a lot of advice and stuff like that, which right. I dig. So, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Speaking of which, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to go into this. Uh, the Jackson Indie Music Week yeah. was two weeks ago, correct? Uh, it was the first full week of January. So it was 8th through 15th oh, so of January. A, a month then, away. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. It feels like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> So, so tell me about that, you know, like, first, like, what was your involvement, and, uh, because this is the second one. This is the second year, right. yeah. Um, I'm a co-coordinator and co-founder, so I was okay. one of the original half dozen people in the room when we came up with the idea. 
uh, Kamikaze uh, came to us and had uh, some time, you know, kind of set aside with the city and a little bit of money. So they want to do this thing. So the first one we planned in like two months. Um, we did a dozen venues, 40, 50 artists, something like that all over the city for a week. And this year was our second. And I think we went up to like 20 venues and closer to like 60 wow. or 70 artists or something like that. We were all over the place every yeah, night. Exponentially grew. Like yeah. And, but it was, it was healthy growth, you know, because yeah. everybody's tossed around. They're like, oh, we want to be like South by Southwest one day or the, what's the AC3 in um, Atlanta. It's like, we yeah. be like that. It was like let's get there. You know, that's like yeah. a 10 year plan. So we were really happy with our growth. Our best estimate is that we increased the attendance by like 50% probably, um, which is really good. So I think we're saying we went from like 1500 last year to like 2,500 this year or something yeah, like that. That's you know, cool. it is. And it was almost, we're barely, you know, we held it together. It took a lot, you know, a, a group of people who were organizing it to make it happen, but it felt really good. We didn't like overdo it or anything. You know? Cool, yeah. cool. And it's just good to see like, man, there's like so many musicians. There are. That uh, you just don't even hear of a yeah. lot of times. Like, you know, you, you go to one of the events, it's like you just find something new. It or is, you, yeah. You know, and you, you know, you go to series events like, oh, wow, you know, this guy's doing this and, you mm -hmm. know, that person doing that. Like, um, I remember the, the first one, uh, I did the podcast yeah. with you all. And what's the name of the group? The rock band Danger. Oh, Carlos Danger. Carlos Danger, yeah. yeah. They jam. They do. <laughs> and they uh they got a good headlining spot at the CS's rock showcase this okay, year. Yeah. And they blew it up. That's like, what's up. It was them, Space Wolf, and Empty Handed Painters. It was so loud. Yeah. You know, I mean I'm not a big rock and roll dude, but I was like, this is perfect. But I remember Carlos Danger last year, they just impressed everyone, you know. Yeah. So we made sure to give them a killer spot yeah. this year, you know. Yeah. So with it, you know, just speaking of that, um, I know everybody in town, or I think I do, that makes music, you know, mm -hmm. but then you start getting these submissions and you're like, wow, I don't know some of these folks, you know? Yeah. So even I was excited to hear stuff every night. There was a rapper band or something that I right. was excited to hear, you know? So in, in a way that kind of rejuvenated my wanting to go out and see music, you know, yeah. I, think I see the same people. Over right. It's the same, like 50 people, but I see them over oh, and over. Oh, James Crow again. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we need to talk about James Crow coming out of retirement. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, that it might be something in the work. The just Crow is in hibernation <laughs> and we must bring him out. We'll just leave it at that. You know, it might be having you something gotta, in the work. You got to feed know? the people with regurgitated worms, right? <laughs> I know, right? What they do. <laughs> cool, cool, yeah. cool. So, um, uh, what was I getting ready to ask? Uh, so it went, you said the first full week of January. Mm -hmm. 8 through 15th. Yeah. Okay. And you, Kamikaze, was it Danielle? Danielle, um, Tabby, Tabby, Cody Cox, right. Nick 360, uh, DJ 360. Um, I'm going to leave out some people here. Ashley, um, uh, Rachel, Terry. I don't okay. want, God, I don't want to leave anybody out. I apologize <laughs> if I do. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a core group of about eight to ten of us that okay. are like the main planners of it, you know. Okay, and so for... Oh, and Melvin Robinson, Decca Jones. Ah, Decca yeah. Jones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, shout out. Shout out to the roguish gent. The roguish gent. <laughs> so um, when when you're putting the, the week together, like artists, musicians, they have to submit right some music mm -hmm. right like three songs or something like and that. that's a whole thing as well um the yeah I was gonna, yeah because my main committee that i'm on is the submission and lineup committee because that's what i do is i put shows on that's one of the big things i do so yeah we uh i forget the number maybe close to 100 submissions so you know you know how it is like you got artists who do this all the time so right. you tell them three songs 
a list of like the past six months and gigs that you played, just because we can get a sense of what size yeah. venue you're playing. Um, a picture and a bio. Now, your top third nail it within like the first week, right? Send you everything. Then you start getting down to the people who don't send the bio, don't send the pictures, don't send the music, or they right. send you dead links. And it's usually rappers. Like, I hate yeah. to say that. And it, 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 rap hey, is, say, it, say it. Yeah, and rappers, <laughs> is the, that's mainly what I work in, you know, so I have, have tons of experience with this. So it's funny because what I do appreciate about rappers is they all think they're the shit. You know, and like that's part of it. That's part of the it, whole this is thing. True, it is, right. and, yeah, it's part of the thing. Um, but when you get to really see them flooding in, it's hilarious. It's like you might be the shit, but you can't, you know, use punctuation in your bio that I had to ask twice for. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I was like, that's the biggest thing I tell them. I'm like, guys, you have got to like tighten this end of your game up. You know, because of them, they're they don't they can't believe that they have to submit. And I was like, none of us have ever heard of you. If no one in this room has heard of you right. like, in the submission room, then you're not out there. You're yeah. not out you, as they say. You know, it's like, so, <laughs> but, you know, it's, just, it's so funny. Like, the, it gets a little stressful, but you just sit back. It's hilarious. And then you listen to this music, and it's like, sounds like something that was hot in, like, 2011. Wow, you know? right. Or sounds like something that they thought was hot in 2011 yeah. was actually hot in, like, 2009. Yeah. And then you get, you know, a few people. I'm not going to name any names, but I don't even remember who it was. But you get a few people after the lineups get announced that are just berating you. They can't believe you didn't pick them because they're the hottest thing in Jackson right now, you know. And I was so like, that, that happens. It happens here and there. There's a you few, hate you know. Mail. Yeah, get a little bit. The email, <laughs> the email, like, the week after lineups come out gets a little hate. Gets wow. A little hate. Yeah. But we got a couple people on the group that take care of that um you can probably okay. guess who that is but right. yeah um you know i stay out of all that yeah, you know, yeah. i play peaceful like, so but it's just it's an interesting process because you do get inundated with music from the city and we expanded regionally this year as well so you get a lot of stuff you've never heard before a lot of stuff you don't ever want to hear again but also a lot of gems and like people several artists got gigs booked at the venues they played at for later you know what okay, I'm saying? Cool. yeah so it actually uh somebody one of the bands got booked for st patrick's day at finney which is nice. huge because they nice. played, you know, the Friday night at Finians. Yeah, so um, that that aspect of it's really cool. That's cool. That's what's up. We are with Silent G from the Comprehensive Beatdown Podcast. That's who's right. Like, I'm with the Dope Media Network now. Yeah, we're all uh, Dope we're Media all family. family now. Yeah, yeah, that's what's up. We were very happy to. We get a lot of people asked to uh, be added to that, and I think you are the first one to be added. So on Black History. You are, yeah. This should be your Black History <laughs> moment, yeah. Um, people all the time are like, hey, can I just throw my podcast on Dope Media? I'm like, you know, we're friends and all, but right, that's yeah. reserved for very special kind of things. But well, I feel uh, honored. Yeah, you. Yeah, all joking aside, you really should because we, you know, take you know Danielle especially takes right. very much care to curate those kind of things. Well, and, that's what's up. Thank and we you, were Danielle. added to it a couple of years ago. We we're thrilled to be added yeah. to it ourselves. You know, cool. That's what's yeah. up. Thank you, Danielle, for yeah. allowing me to be on the Dope Media Network. Mm -hmm. Um. So okay. So, like, the attendance went up to, say, about 2,500. That's our best guess. You know, we had these little clickers every night, and they got a little right. sloppier as the night went on. But I <laughs> All think the that, drinking. Yeah, you know, that's the Jackson E. Music Week is a marathon for your liver is basically what it uh, is, yes, you know. Because, yeah. yeah, I had to set up sound, like, five of the seven nights at places and stage manage at every, you know, wherever we're at, you know. So, it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of, like, looking up and it being 1130 and you're drunk on a Wednesday. Right. You know. You <laughs> oh, and I got to work, by the way. Yeah, that's first week, you know, I'm 
since I teach, that's first week of class. Luckily, it's just syllabus week, <laughs> which is good because if it was any other week, it would be movie week. We'd be watching like higher learning, you know, like <laughs> twice a week, um, any you know school movies. But yeah, it's it's a marathon of like trying to you know maintain for a whole week. You know? Right. Yeah. But it feels good though. That's I good. Would, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. trade it for nothing. So yeah, I didn't know. I didn't think about the uh, the aspect of like um, musicians getting gigs mm-hmm. as a result of the Jackson Indie Music yeah. Week and and I guess just you know all around you know how how that helps the musicians it does one of the things that I'm very adamant about when I do shows is I like to put money in people's hands yeah. like if they play a show this is true yeah and you know a lot of and again like a lot of people will remember that Silent G handed them 30 bucks for rapping at a show cuz that's I can what I get for the door yeah. yeah yeah totally so the thing with Indie Music Week is that it's all Everybody plays for free. We don't pay anyone, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're because we're still trying to stack money up for the next year or whatever. Yeah. So I hate when people hit me up and they're like, "Yo, can you get so and so to play this show? We can't pay him, but it'll be good for exposure." And I'm like, "Well, you know, Fifth Child, Five Doctors, whatever. They don't need exposure. You know what I'm saying? Right. They like to get a little money. Um, but for this, it actually, I, I'll, I'll accept that argument for any music week because at mm. least a half a dozen artists have gotten good, solid paying gigs at venues that hadn't looked at them before. Yeah. probably. You know, um, so that's the one time where I do step aside and I'm like, because the first year I was like, we've got to pay everyone. Like I've yeah. got to put me, you know. Um, but if that keeps happening, then I'll be okay with yeah. it. You know, and. I mean, hundred people submitted, knowing they were going to be playing for free, you know. So people, right. haven't, you know, obviously want to do it, you know. So, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think the other thing I like about it is it's like it's like the Blender series on steroids. It is, you know, and you know, for me, that's like major because like it's just so much. There's so many different musicians, so many different talents out there, mm-hmm. and. And everybody's kind of, well, for the most part, everybody's got their own thing going on. Yeah. And so when you get to hear, like, everyone else's creativity, people right. you never heard of, and, you know, different artists, different genres, and, and all that stuff like that. I mean, seeing that, that's that's really cool. Mm-hmm. You it know? is. That's something we've worked on a lot in the city. You mentioned the Blender series. And it's funny now, because we did that first one in 2012, and we weren't the first people to ever, like, blend up genres at a show or anything, but we put a lot of care into it and right. made it a thing. So now, you know, you'll see bills that people just put together and they make sure there's a rapper on the bill or make sure they have a band on the bill if it's just a hip-hop show. And it's really cool to see that. And Indie Music Week, like you said, just kind of takes that to the next level. Because you can't say that Jackson's a real... People say, like, oh, it's clicky. And I was like, well, you just don't know people. You know, it's like Young Valley will show up to a Jackal show. Right. What are you doing here? Like, we love the Jackals. We played that show with them that one time, you know. And tons of rock bands will come, or members of rock bands will come see you or Skip play or something like that, you know. I got to do a remix of one of my songs with That Scoundrel. And that's, like, totally awesome. It's awesome, yeah. and I listen to that like at least once a week, and I don't listen to my music, right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But um, like the remix that I did with that scoundrel, like I would have never. That is so dope. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have never imagined, you know, that I would do something like that because it's just not my avenue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they're like, "Hey, you know, let's let's do this song together. Let's record yeah. it." I think we had you guys on yeah, two we, blenders or one blender. Uh, for I sure. know yeah. one. Yeah, well, no, you had us on one, one blender. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we just started working together. Yeah, you know, that's what it's stuff. all about. And, and yeah, like I said, it, you know, Adam hit me up. Was like, "Hey, man, you know, let's record the song together." And yeah. I'm like, "Cool." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's funny bands don't realize like 
rappers, all the rappers I know always want to play with bands. And I don't think bands realize how much rappers want to do that. You yeah. know, so when I first started working a lot, because up until I started working in the city, I didn't work with rock bands at all. You yeah, know? right. Um, but then I realized, like, oh my God, every one of them wants to play with a rapper and every rapper I know wants to play with a band. And we've been able to put a lot of that together. You know, Coke and uh, Passing Parade did that show a couple weeks ago, you mm-hmm. know, which is really dope. And again, I think it just all comes out of that energy that we try yeah. to create in the city. You know, when I first started this, just to tell a quick story, um, I was working with uh, Rashad Street on a couple things. This is back in like 2010 when I first moved back to Jackson. Okay. Met Kamikaze and we were talking about doing something and he was like, look, you're going to play this really good role because you're white and you're going to be able to like bridge these gaps between people, you know? Mm-hmm. So what's funny is a lot of rappers, and it's not as much now as it's broadened out a little bit, but a few years ago, any rapper that wanted to, you know, work with a band, I got that call. You know, yeah. and any band that wanted to work with, or, or vice versa, you right? Know, I got it from both sides. You, I was you like, were the man. Yeah, it's like because a lot of people, a lot of people should know each other, you yeah. know, and like so a band like that scoundrel without a little prodding or might have not known how to hit up someone like you to rap with them, you know, right. it's like, but since we were there and then all of a sudden I know I got to where I just knew all these rock bands. I went to their shows and stuff. I've listened to more rock music in the past six years and I have my entire life. You know? <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, but it's cool because then I can help link up people with stuff. Yeah. Know, things like that. So it's something I take very seriously. And I think Indie Music Week is kind of the culmination of all of that. Yeah. For the work that a lot of us have done. That's what's up. <laughs> That's what's up. Cool. So the next Jackson Indie Music Week. I mean, are are we trying to do a biannual thing? Or um, we'll have we'll have the main festival every year. That I guess it's really the second week of January, depending on how the, where the first falls. You know, so yeah. I guess next year is something like the tenth through the seventeenth or something like that. Um, in between, we'll have like satellite events. So if you're looking on Facebook and stuff, you'll see a little pop-up fundraiser event or um, something in March or the summer where we'll put together a small lineup to kind of get, uh, you know, the, the buzz going for it or whatever. Yeah. But the next one's definitely next January. We'll do it that second week um, as long as we can. Okay, yeah. cool. And for anybody that is listening and they are a musician and they want to know how they go about submitting their music, mm-hmm. how do they get involved or um continually check jacksonindiemusic.com. That's J X N Indiemusic.com. Um, we won't start taking submissions until I think last year was like October or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they continually check that for upcoming events. What I tell people, especially new artists, is like when you see indie, like Jackson Indie Music Week presents this show like in the summer, go to it and meet people because we're okay. all there. Um, Right now, that's the best thing you can do, but follow that, and then we're all over um, all the social media. Facebook is just Jackson Indie Music Week, and everything else, I think, is like Jackson Indie Music or something like that, but you can find us all over the place. I would just say if you're an up-and-coming artist or if you're just an artist in general that's interested, just keep up with the website and the Facebook page and come meet people. The city is a it's a tiny, big city. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like it's big, you can get lost <laughs> in it, um, but you can also know everybody. It's not that indeed. hard at yes, all. Indeed. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, and make sure you have your music. Yes. Three songs. Three songs. And look, don't be afraid of paying a few bucks to get things mastered. Hey. You know? Hey. Yeah. And if you need it mastering, uh, holler at Brown River Sound. That's uh, Will Jolly, Scratching Jackson, and I'm kind of doing his business management now. There so, you go. Yeah, we can hook you up. Like Brown River Sound. Find us on uh, Facebook and the website right. and stuff. But that's, that's a big thing is sending me three songs 
that uh, are obviously not mastered or just three YouTube videos of you and like three of your friends like turning up in the middle of a club yeah. you're probably not even supposed to be performing right, you know right. um, I can tell when that happens yeah, it's so funny. yeah but yeah make your stuff sound right man if you make want to be it taken seriously good, make it sound serious you know, you know? Who, who knows what can happen from this yeah, you know what totally. so, so make it sound good uh, get your pictures together, mm-hmm. your headshots, you know, punctuation please. in your bio, periods and commas. Those uh, are your friend people. They, yeah, they, man. they love you. Embrace them. Even people I know that manage a couple artists, just like guys, make love to the peer, and the peer will make love to you back. <laughs> That's good advice. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is the Pitch Podcast with your host Satchel Page. I'm with Silent G. Uh, we're gonna put this mix together. Nice. Some sounds. And then we're going to get right back because this is kind of a special week for us oh, uh, for the hip hop heads. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be right back after this mix. <laughs> Asiko, 
got time to be tired Cause the tired move too slow They move too slow We ain't got time to be tired There's a fight that must be won just begun that's right the war has just begun now listen i see the war the war has just begun all right so um here's a story um i don't know if you remember <laughs> uh when it was 90 had to be 96 or 95 mm-hmm. uh lab cabin california came out so that's 95 yeah. uh and i remember we had latin together oh god that class <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah with the mayor sitting to the right that's of us right yeah <laughs> but um i remember in that class and uh lab cabin california just came out and you went and got the cd tape you had the tape, tape yeah. yeah. Well, you dubbed the tape mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, 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 I did. I remember you dubbed the tape for me, and uh, I'd forgotten about that story until you mentioned on the Roguish Gent yeah. podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that that tape was was monumental right there. Yeah. Um, I remember the E and D was cut off like right after uh, Amani's uh, first verse, uh-huh. and so I had to go and get the CD. Did I? Uh, <laughs> that didn't record it yeah, properly on the right. amount of minutes I had available. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious yeah god those are the days man, man. those are the days Jesus. you dub the tapes man yeah. i loved it um but yeah so um i would have to say to my knowledge that was the my first experience with jay dilla it was mine i was thinking about that this week and i brought the wikipedia page open because that's what i do with my right, old age exactly. you know me too and i was looking at, and i was surprised to see that i forgot that that was the first time that i had really heard dilla you know right um because i was thinking maybe it was beats rhymes in life but then i look as like because i just don't remember when things come out anymore right. you know so i was like it was far side that's right and a somewhat maligned Far Side album because of people thought it was a little too serious compared to Bizarre Ride. Right. You know, like I was looking back, uh, Spin gave it like, not that Spin really matters, but Spin gave it like <laughs> three out of 10 or something like That's that. Crazy. The LA Times gave it two out of four stars, you know. That's crazy. And look, you know, listening back, I, I listen to that one more. Yeah. You know, oh, yes, Bizarre yeah. Right. Now, Bizarre Ride like blew my young mind when, right. I, when we were young, you know. But yes. Yeah. Um, I appreciate it more now for being the grown-up album. And then, of course, Della would drop that song. I mean, just... yeah, it, it's like for our age group, I think, Lab. the more I talk to people, like mm-hmm. our age, Lab Cabin California was like, that was the shit right there. It was, there. Yeah. Like, when that came out, like, whoo, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think for a lot of us, it's like, we heard Dilla. And didn't know that we heard Dilla. That, exactly. I, I totally <laughs> you know? agree. It was a couple years later before I realized what was going on. Because when you grow up in the midst of it, and this is the way I felt, like I grew up in the midst of it, 
and didn't fully appreciate it until I took a, 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 a look back, like around 98 or 99. Right. I kind of looked back and I went, oh my God, we are living in the middle of like, who might be one of the greatest producers of all time. Exactly. Just a couple years into it for right. us, you know? Yeah. And that was a great thing about the 90s. It was just like every week, it's like, oh my God, so much, there's great stuff and you're getting more sophisticated with what you listen to. And then when you get to the mid 2000s, you were like, oh my God, the 90s were the shit. Like yeah, I, you were in yeah, them and they were right. great, but you, but you were also like a pissed off teenager right. at the same time. <laughs> you know, mom. Right, yeah. And you're like, I mean, this is my Wu-Tang Clan, man. You know, and then you then you look back and you're like, they're right, the 90s were yeah. awesome, man. And like, go, there's two different golden ages in the 90s, you can argue. You know, you know what I'm saying, right. Know? And, you know, living in it was awesome, but like now, now you're older, you get to go, well, we got to see the genesis of Dilla's career, and then Man. you have to follow it all the way to the sad end of it. Exactly. You know? um, and it's like, the crazy thing is, so, you know, like, the Lab Cabin came out, and a, a drop running, and... Uh, drop might be my favorite hip-hop Man, song of all yeah, time. Man, it's certainly Quite, my, it's favorite my favorite video. Yeah, favorite video, <laughs> no doubt. One of my favorite songs yeah, of all time. Yeah, right. Uh, I think he had another... Uh, I know he did a She Says remix. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think did one more on a on that album, but uh, that and then De La Soul, the stakes is high. Yep. Uh, but then with Tribe, and you know it's just you know later on it just it clicked to mm-hmm. me. But uh, like the Beats Rhymes and Life album, and you know I was really reading the credits back then and stuff right. like that, and I would just see this Jay Yancey, Jay Yancey. I'm like, you know, this yeah. Jay Yancey's everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Never, you know, it's like whatever. Whoever this Jay Yancey guy is, yeah. he's pretty dope. A lot of people <laughs> you know? are like, "Who's Consequence?" And I'm like, "Who's Jay Yancey?" Right, exactly. So, you yeah. know what I'm saying? The Umma, like, oh, right, right. I, they weren't on the first two albums. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, like that came out, and you see his name pop up, and then uh, the Slum Village, mm-hmm. Fantastic Volume Two comes out. Did you listen to that right when it came out? Yes. I was about a year behind on that for some reason. I just missed it. I forget I, what it was. I just completely missed that album for a year. Or right. Well, you know, I don't live in Detroit, so I didn't get the first one. Oh, right. Know. Yeah. But, or, uh, or Chicago. Right. Or not yeah. DJ Scrap Dirty or nothing. <laughs> Shout out to Scrap. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the uh, the Fantastic Volume 2, um, actually, my brother, he was like, what, 14 maybe at right. the time or whatever. He was like, hey, man, we got to go get this out. I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. Let's go get the Slum Village. You know, mm-hmm. I've heard of them right. somehow or whatever. But I got that album, and it was like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. just just beat after beat. It's just, just knocking. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. It was just something totally different. You yeah, know? we did the inter- anniversary of it on the podcast last year, maybe. Yeah, think. yeah. yeah. It's insane. It's yeah. it, it's unbelievable. Um, and then again, it's one that you look back on. And you're like, oh my god, that was like a moment in history. You exactly, know? Yeah. exactly. And then after that, uh, um, well, the the whole soul queerness thing that just mm-hmm. like, that just like took off. And I think, um, they never really got to reach their potential. I know. You know, which kind of hurts. Yeah. You know, everybody. But I think it had it happened, then the world probably would have came to an end. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's probably better that yeah, it it's didn't. better that yeah. it, that that they didn't. You know, right. Really top the thing off like they could have. Yeah. Uh, because you're talking about uh, Dilla, the Roots, Common, mm-hmm. Bilal, Erica Badu, mm-hmm. Most Def, 
some of the just common yeah. albums. Man, I mean, Like Water for Chocolate is just like, uh, it's just absolutely perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Another know? album that I don't think people appreciated as much, right, when it came out, you know, like, uh, uh, critically, it was just, people were like, it's not, um, it's not a uh, one day it'll all make sense. Right. You know? And I was like, yeah. well, of course it's not. You know, same thing with Beats Rhymes in Life. Like, yeah. Poor Tribe made their trifecta, you know, right before <laughs> right. that. And like, you only get three. Like, there's only a few artists that get. You're their good three. to get three. Yeah, like, if only you have a three. Few, they got their hip-hop. three. Outcast got their three. De La Soul, you can argue, did. Wu Tang solo albums did, but it's hard. But the fourth one, when you've done your three, that fourth one, it's not going to be as good as the three. It's right. just like when you first hear, it. you know. But that's another album that grew on me, especially a couple years after it came out. When I realized who this Jay Dilla cat yeah. was, you know, and I was like, oh, so that fits into the pantheon of all of this as yeah. well, you know. And then, yeah. Which, again, I was just, we were so young when that was happening. Right. We were like 17, 18 years old, you know. We, yeah, we were 17, 18, and. Gobbling up hip hop so much yes, more hip hop. Yes. And it, and, and it was just like, it was just happening, and we weren't aware of it. Yeah. Which kind of makes it better. It does. Yes. We weren't old and jaded to where yeah. we were like, well, I don't really like this that much. Right. You know, it was like, I just thought everything I heard was a shit. Like, yeah, it, and it and it wasn't like we were just out searching for Dilla. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was just like Dilla bam, came, yeah, there it is. He just came to us and he just kind of like get to embrace it for what it yeah. is without like any kind of bias or pretense yeah. or anything. You know, if you were ahead in '96, Dilla came and found you, man. Yeah, like simple yeah. as that. It, you were gonna hear that. Him. Yeah. Just you hear him and there it yeah, is. If you didn't like it, you're an asshole. Right. Yeah. So man, like, so this is his. Uh, I call it Dilla Week. Yep. You know, you just have a day. Now it's hashtag. Yeah. Week. Hashtag Dilla Week. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, because his birthday was actually yesterday. That's right. Um, and the tenth would be the anniversary of his passing. Mm-hmm. Uh, eleven years now. Is it eleven? I was just thinking in my head. Is, is, I think two thousand six. Eleven years. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. I still right? want to say ten. I still feel like we're in last year. I'm you know, serious, yeah. right? Wow. Yeah. So, uh, let me ask you then, mm-hmm. uh, as far as his albums go, yeah. what is your favorite, what is your go-to? My go-to is, interestingly, I, I was thinking about that, I was going through Spotify the other day, listening to stuff in the office, you mm-hmm. know, because I always just go back through and listen to stuff. It's interesting, I, nine, I won't say nine times out of ten, but a lot of times I listen to the uh, Welcome to Detroit instrumentals. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, I love that a lot. Um, I probably have two fairly unpopular opinions I'm going to share tonight. Go right ahead. Number this one is, the, is, is the place. I'm not really fond of him rapping. Okay. Um, I'm just, I'm, it's, it's not bad, you yeah. know, it's like, but I, he's not like one of my favorite lyricists of all times or anything. Uh, yeah, you know? right. Um, so I listen to that a lot, um... Now, you know, again, that that's not a hard and true thing that I just won't listen to him rap, you know? Right. But I, I like that. Uh, probably my top three that I listen to the most often are that, um, uh, Rough Draft, and Donuts, yeah. probably. Donuts is just one of those ones. I know that's an easy one to say, but, right. you know, it's a perfect, it's just so perfect. It's like it DJ is. Shadows introducing, like, you know, an album that's like mostly instrumental, some right. vocal samples. It's just absolutely perfect and it's made out of records like exactly, like yeah. shadow's album is i love an album i don't i don't care if you have a band or whatever i like albums made out of records because right. like you i'm surrounded by records yeah. you know and that's you know so I like so those three are my the just straight up dill albums and then uh was it champion sound yeah with, uh, mad, with, lip? with mad lip yeah because my second so unpop- <laughs> it is and my second unpopular opinion is that um and this is unfair to dilla but i 
I think Mad I, I like Mad Lib more as a mm-hmm. producer. But where it's unfair is because Mad Lib's got to have a long career. You yeah, know, it's yeah. like and all the he does all this weird stuff like that. You know, he's his his knowledge of records plus like he can play instruments and stuff. Yeah, but again, he's had now eleven more years to do it. Yeah, you know? but that Champion Sound album. Yeah, Dilla did, didn't get to do a pinata. He didn't. Um, <laughs> and not, yeah, exactly right. And and Mad Lib did, and that's it's unfair to Dilla, you know? right? Um, but yeah, so those are my three or four go to. Okay, right yeah. I had, what about I, you? So, well, before I get to that, I had, mm. I had a follow up question, yeah. you know, because uh, I think me and a uh, Black Benin Dog we were having this discussion: uh, Pinata versus Mad Villain. Um, for me personally, uh, Pinata. Ooh, okay. Um, now, <laughs> in the in the again in the great pantheon of everything, right. Mad Villainy's a more important album. You know, I think that uh, those two at that stage in their career, which it made perfect sense. Yeah. You know, right. The only reason I say Pinata is because as I've gotten older, I really, really drift more towards like hard shit yeah and i don't yeah and so like if it's i hate to use a word but i just love like crooked gangsta shit right now you know as i've gotten older when i was younger i was like very i think we both right yeah we came up we came up together in the 90s listening to a lot of this stuff and we were like i, I don't know i don't want to say we were all conscious yeah, or whatever, but, that, but we that's, were, that we'll say that for the sake of argument you know yeah and it, <laughs> it has to have right, right you know we had to have this thing too but now um, I just want to hear like some hard shit. Yeah, I, want, I shoot love someone. I, yeah, I want to hear. I want to hear music about cocaine. Sell some like, drugs. Yeah, yeah, man. You that's know? like you'll. I mean, you're more likely to find me listening to Gucci Mane than you are to listening to like a new uh, Common album. Or right. Although I love both. That, that album is jamming. Oh, yeah, jamming. Yeah, 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 it is. But I mean, so I say pinata just off of personal taste, and yeah. I want to hear songs about. I know it's ignorant, it's wrong, but I do like songs about cocaine and shooting yeah. people. Sue me. You know, I'm 38, I can like and what it, I like, you know? Yeah. I mean, we, we listen to jazz, so all right. the, every jazz song we love is about heroin, so exactly. why can't I listen to rap songs about cocaine? Heroin and prostitutes, you know? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, do your thing, and I'm going to, if it's ignorant, I'll listen to right. it. I'm, I'm old now, you know? So. <laughs> but Mad Villainy is amazing. Yes. Like, I, I'll never forget when that first, because I, I was in a phase of listening to very trippy more psychedelic kind of stuff at that yeah. time like weird left field kind of hip-hop stuff and that album was one for the heads but it was also one for like people who were on like another kind of level listening to stuff you know right. it made sense in both of those worlds where pinata just kind of makes sense on like a gangster level oh man you know? i love yeah. it I, I love it i love it i absolutely <laughs> love it yeah but um, so it. yeah personal What's the better album? Mad Villainy is probably the better album. Mm. What's my, what I've listened to more, definitely Pinata. Pinata. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. Uh, if I had to choose... Um, rough Draft for me. I know that's your number yeah, one. That, that, oh, yeah, that's my number one. Yeah. I, you know, I, I just... I didn't even know it was coming out. I just went... I was at the music store. Oh, really? And just happened to see it. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't have this. Yeah. Let me grab this. And it was, you know, it's two discs. You know, uh, one disc with the vocals and the other one with the instrumentals. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God. They're like, it's just, I mean, like you said, I mean, it, it, it's not, you know, the experimental, trippy, you know, laid back or whatever mm-hmm. type dealer. It's just straight up just hood it's shit. Just good. It's yeah, just, yeah. It's just, it just knocks. It's People just nasty. In- People, I think, forget that about Dilla yeah. sometimes. Like he's from like, Detroit. He is, yeah. <laughs> and so when you you know you hear his music and you like hear something he's done with like uh, you know something more like Common or something like that, right. and you're like, wow, this Dilla cat's deep, you know. And then you yeah. listen to him talk, and he is like 
straight gangster when he right. talks, like the, the hat, like the, his, his whole style. Like I, I always wonder, I, I think about that with him a lot, is like how did he, what did he think about himself compared to what the perception that a lot of people had yeah. of him, you know? Because he was, he was like a classical artist with a MPC and a record, you know? But he was also from Detroit. Right, you know what I'm saying, and, so and he and he let that be known on on a rough draft oh, on, yeah. on that album. You know, he was like, uh, can't remember how he put it. He was like, you know, backpackers, you know, get confused oh, yeah. with the music. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm exactly. But uh, yeah, so rough rough draft for me, uh, is number one. Then that champion sound is really good. Mm-hmm. That champion sound is really really yeah. good. I'm gonna listen to that, that tomorrow. Means. I haven't listened to that in a couple of years. I listened. I listened to that, uh, yesterday. Nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That Welcome to Detroit. That one is, mm-hmm. is really nice. The, the album and the instrumentals are both. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. I, ha- I have the instrumentals in my office. I have to listen. I don't really listen to stuff with words because my door is open and students are coming by. <laughs> that kind of. I don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah. I sh- I, you know, it really doesn't matter. But every now and again, like a colleague will come by. And like, yeah. What are you listening to over there? And yeah. Like, see, I don't get that as much. Yeah. I, I would like kind of tone it down. <laughs> like, yeah. I got like a nerdy professor across <laughs> the hall from me that always asks. Like, I know you don't care what I'm listening to, but you want to ask. Right. And, you know. So. I gotta, I gotta tone it down. Yeah, a bit. That's but yeah, up. that's I normally go to instrumental stuff yeah. because of that. Yeah, yeah. Don't donuts is kind of like that's the, I don't know, like the McDonald's mm-hmm. <laughs> album. You know, it's kind of like everybody should have that right. Yeah, there. I think it's I his think. like Symphony Number no. Five. Yeah, you know kind exactly. Of um, but yeah, but the Shining, I, I really like that one too. Mm. Um, but yeah, for me, if I had a rough draft, yeah, and then if you want to go like as far as um albums that he produced for other people uh i would say like water for chocolate yeah it's probably my second album yes it it is yeah it is and then it's like when you go and find the samples yeah it's like oh my god this dude right well (laughs) ridiculous that's a place where i'm i'm not as good at that like i got my brother bric-a-brac the dj and you've heard him do his donut set before i think he's originally sourced like 90 percent of that album or something on vinyl yeah Um, yeah. and he can he'll play a set where you know kind of deconstructs or whatever since i've had him i don't have to i don't pay as much attention so like i know you and then that's one fun thing with doing the podcast with bloggy is that he knows a lot of that stuff your brother knows a lot of that stuff and so i'm surrounded by and I have a lot of the samples on record but I'm not just like I can't just say what it is you know what I'm saying that's something right people think I'm really good at that and I can kind of bullshit my way through it a lot of times but if I'm being honest with your listeners today that's one thing I'm really bad at um and I, I envy you guys that know all those and can keep track of them in your yeah. head you know but it is I'm at the point where I don't even I don't like at one point when I was digging I was like I'm looking for the sample from this record yeah. and I would like look for it now I'm happy when I play a record because now I'm a discography guy now, so I'm yeah. just trying to fill up like just looking like Crusaders and Ahmad Jamal, you know. Let me whatever. grab all, yeah. Yeah, like get them, and I have a list going, and I try to fill it in, you yeah. know. But then you listen to them, and then you hear that's the and, and that's what and I do. Now I'm more excited about that because I used to be like, I got to find the Benita Applebaum drums, like yeah. I got to do whatever I can do and, to get that record. You and know? no, I think that's not cheating. I just think it's lame. Well, and now you can go to newsample.com and find exactly. out exactly. Exactly, and that's what why you I think want, it's lame you know? because yeah. cause that that's what it leads to. Yeah, 
But man, when I and since, since I don't know him very well, when I do find one and you're at my house, I'm gonna be like, you ever heard this shit before? Right. You know, and I'm gonna, yeah, and I'm gonna act like I know what's going on. Right. You know, but you know, you, yeah, you're way better at that. My brother Brick a Brack, and yeah, he, yeah, he'll yeah. downplay himself on it. But man, he can he can hear and that stuff. He's, you know, he's he can, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, definitely. he definitely does. Yeah. <laughs> um. So favorite Dilla song, Drop. Um, yeah, I, it's when that. I guess, you know, heard that song, and I remember, I think we had the album, and because that was, what, the second or third single, maybe? Because Yeah, it was like the third. Run, Run was yeah. first, and then they snuck in, Cat, She Says. Yeah, that's right. And then So, dropped. that song, I, I remember seeing on MTV at one point, like, MTV News with Kurt Loder, you right. know, and they were doing this, like... 60 second special on the new Far Side video, and I'm like, hey, what the hell's Far Side doing on MTV News? And then it was Spike <laughs> Jones was doing it, and he was just the go to, you know, video director. Mm. Um, he's amazing. If you, have you seen his like DVD set with all the videos he's directed? Oh, on? I don't know. Yeah, me and Catherine have, I'll have to give it to you sometime. Okay. Oh, I mean, just Cat, which I shouldn't say her name either, but um, <laughs> so yeah, that song just was so great to me. I was skateboarding a lot at that time, and that song was just like a skateboarding song yeah. it felt like you know and then the video so you know that that's always that's my go-to I, I used and, to in the mornings i used to get dressed to drop every morning like please I, tell me you walked out of the house backwards and <laughs> <laughs> this was before the video came oh, okay, out yeah okay. <laughs> but no yeah it was like um i had i had a list was set that i played every morning uh-huh. uh i played uh goody mob soul food mm. goody bag drop um Wuha got you all in check mm. and one other Buster Rhyme song it's like I played those every single morning in the same order yeah I got dressed yeah yeah and get ready for school that's but, amazing yeah. I didn't know that about yeah. you yeah I'm learning <laughs> things here um I say outside of that probably stakes is high and mm. I know those are simple but from my my favorite moments with Dilla is when he took an artist that I already loved and that I thought had already done their best work and made a song that was better than that. Because De La Soul, you know, when that album Stakes is High, again, is a brilliant album. Yes. But it was after they, that I wouldn't say they had peaked, but it was after you would know, you knew who they you were. You knew who they were. Right. And, they were yeah. native tongues. They were kind of goofy, like, right. tribe, you know, and then Stakes is High is like a hard ass album it, when you really listen to and it. I mean, they did, you got Three Feet High and Rising, which mm-hmm. is a classic album. Yeah. De La Soul of Dez was a classic Take album. Take the skids you know. out, but yeah, otherwise. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Classic. Yeah, yeah. and then Blown you got Mind Blue, State. Blue Mind yeah. State. Yeah, it's like you got three superior albums, mm-hmm. all produced by Prince Paul. Yep. You know, and then, and Prince Paul had been doing it for years yeah. at this point, you know, yeah. for, since Death of Sonic. Mm-hmm. And then they changed the direction up and stakes is high comes out and it is totally different from everything else that you've heard it's just like, i'm getting i literally just got goosebumps yeah that album meant so much to me at that time right because even then they felt i mean you know i think about this as i get older but they were they felt old to me by that point yeah I was like, these guys are like reinventing themselves in the they, twilight of their career right and they're like what, and 26? they put out one of the best <laughs> albums last year you know, oh I was like, man, hey, yes. Oh my god, the anonymous yes. nobody's amazing. Yes. Shout out to the two chains verse right. on that album. Yeah. He, he slapped. He snapped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but uh yeah, so I you know, I hate to be cliche and say drop and stakes is high, but and again, like like Water for Chocolate, it was just what he did with artists that I loved right. already. And yeah. like his albums are great and like now just all the 
tapes that have been released. So many, yeah. I can't keep up. No, not sure. at all. There's like, you know, I was even, you know, J State Paid that came out right after he passed. It's right. Like an incredible little album. Right. You know, you know, so stuff like that. But to me, it's the artist that I really love that he was able to do a little something with yeah. that I thought that couldn't be done with yeah. him. You know, especially like, like you said, Prince Paul was da- he produced for De La Soul. Yeah. And Dilla, I mean, that's one of the more iconic songs now. And then, I mean, Soul, even you, know? you look at like, you know, like the Tribe, uh, the Beach Rhymes and Life album, because again, you know, Q-Tip, Q-Tip, he can hold his own with anybody. I wish I could hear drums like he hears <laughs> you, drums. You know, oh my God. I, I don't, I don't know what's going on with his ears and what he hears, but I would like to be inside his brain man. to hear what it is that he hears. I want to know what a snare sounds God. like to him, man. You know, no doubt. And it's like he, uh, you know, he he comes in in '96. I mean, Tribe is already established. You're talking about three classic albums that have just. You know they stand alone oh, in yeah. hip hop, and then that everyone loved no matter that, what that genre. Everyone music loves, yeah. you know what I'm saying. And then Beach Rhymes of Life comes out, and you know I, you know I I hear like the arguments that people have when and stuff like that. They don't like it as much as they do the first three. I think it's more or less because of consequence, you yeah. know. But I mean, you know, because I, I was going through listening to a lot of Dilla's music at work yesterday and I'm like, you know, man, this is right up there with it. It is. It holds up. Yeah. It is it like holds it, up. It struck me a little weird right at first, but um once I got past that it definitely holds up. Now, I'm more prone to listen to Midnight Marauders and Low End Theory yeah. than I am. You know, proportionately if I were to keep a tally mark, you know, but I still if you would have told me in like '98 that I'd still listen to Beats, Rhymes, and Life several times a year, I probably wouldn't have believed you because I figured it'd be an album that I would just like kind of shed after yeah. a few years. But like to your point, I'd, I listen to it just as much as the other ones, a little bit less than the other ones, but I listened to it. Yeah, you know? and I, I, I didn't I, know that I would do that. You know? I, I, yeah. I still listen to it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so and then like you know, like I said with the Common album, I mean, okay, here's a guy that did Resurrection, mm-hmm. you know, classic hip hop album. Yeah, he does. One day it all makes sense, and which was an album that was so perfect. It, for man, its time. I'm serious. Yeah. It it is perfect for, for its, its time, time, you know. And it's to me, one day it all makes sense is one of those kind of albums. Was like, I listened to it. I loved it. I didn't appreciate it as much as I do now. Really, you know. Now that I'm older. It's like I really get the feel of it, mm-hmm. and it it fits so perfectly. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying it's so. It was so necessary for '97. It was, yeah. <laughs> you know. See, I'm opposite. My dumbass listens to B all the time. Yeah. Like, I, hardly, I haven't listened to One Day It'll All Make Sense in years, but yeah. I love to put B on for yeah. some reason. B and, like, Water for Chocolate and Electric Circus are the three main ones that I listen yeah. to, you know? I mean, yeah, but it's like, you know, like, Water for Chocolate, and it just, it was so different for, from everything else. It's like, it's like Dylan had this thing for, he, it's almost like he had this sixth sense or like, he hears... You know something else that you know no one else has heard from these from these yeah. rappers or whatever. It's like he sees something or he saw something that no one else saw in them, and that he knows that other people need to see and hear as well. Yes, I mean that's a whole thing. Like you can be friends with a rapper and like get something that maybe other people haven't heard, but to know that a million people want to hear that, they just don't know it. Right. It's, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think again back to the you know the, this like drop and stakes is high. He did that. I mean, as simple of a song as Stakes as High is, like, there's something about it that is 
a touch different than anything De La Soul had ever done before. Right, yeah. And I think it's because Dilla heard it and said, I'm going to make, I'm going to put this right here to accentuate this little piece of their voice here, and then the whole world needs to hear that shit. Yeah. You know? And and I think that's what was so special about yeah. what they did, yeah. Uh, for me, my favorite song is Little Brother mm. from the Hurricane soundtrack with Black Star. I don't know, that song was just like... All right, so yeah, yeah. That... I, I pull out the simple shit, you bring out the... yeah. The, <laughs> no, the, I'm just... The, no, no, you're right. You're, you're like blowing the dust off you're the right. shit right now, man. Yeah, that's no, weird. man. To me, like, that's that's just my favorite hip-hop song, period. Okay, Yeah, nice, I mean, nice. like, I take that above all of them. To me, it, if it just kind of... It, it fits me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that that one is a, it's my favorite song. That's awesome. Yeah. Love it. I, I mean, from the very first time that I heard it, I was like, because uh, the sample that he used, I remember that Pete Rock had, had used that for like a little interlude mm-hmm. on uh, the main ingredient on that album. And it was just always like really cool to me because, you know, the, as a tr- uh, song, one song transitions to another one. You know, just use it, but it's like, you know, maybe 15 seconds or whatever, right. if that long. And then Dilla comes and uses that sample for it. And it's like, he didn't add anything to it. He just looped it, and that yeah. was it. And I was like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I remember the very first time I heard it, I was in the car with Skip. We were playing the soundtrack. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> did like, you know at the time that Dilla had produced it? No, I did not. No, I did not. I didn't I know. I would never known that. Yeah, it wasn't until I bought the, uh, the CD and then, you know, reading the credits, like, there goes that Jay Yancey guy again. Nah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like where's Waldo? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, so that that's what's up. Uh, what was I getting ready to say about Dilla Dilla? Oh, yeah, like, you know, um, he uh, kind of want to talk about how he just, you know, like we mentioned Tribe and, you know, like the stakes is high. That song, because I don't know if he did anything else with Stakes. I think he just did that song. Yeah. Let me do my old man, pull out my phone. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, because these years get all mixed up. Right. <laughs> all right. So. Oh, you've already got it up. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah. I brought it up earlier because I didn't want to sound stupid. Because um, I just, 96 and 97 are like the same year to me. Oh, he yeah. did It So Easy? Or the um, remix? He did uh, Stakes is High remix on the CD single of It's So Easy. Um, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, so that's funny looking through this. Um, oh, yeah, I remember, yeah, the Keith Murray, like the uh, yeah. Dangerous Ground. And it's, in, you know, Dangerous Ground and the uh, um, the Rhyme remix. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's another one that was like, I listened to that, you know, I bought that CD Shortly after it came out, the Enigma CD. Yeah, yeah, I did too. And I have a special place in my heart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I listened to it all these years, and then, you know, after Dilla had transitioned, and I listened, you know, and I was like, "Hey, wait a minute, that's Dilla." Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, I didn't pick up on it at first. Right, right, right. You know, it just again, it's just one of those things where it's like he just yeah he met you, you didn't meet him. Yeah, I'd forgotten all about the Enigma LP and then also the Mad Skills album. Yeah, um, from where um, it's going down is a great song. I had totally forgot about that until I looked at. That's why I got to look at Wikipedia. Yeah, um, he did also the brand new heavies. Yeah, there's a CD single. He did the Sometimes remix. Um, the consequence so hardcore. From Buster um, Rhymes. Yep. Uh, and now it's like when you when you think about it, it's like, oh yeah, that that sounds like it does. Right there. Yeah, and again, <laughs> that, that's why I have to look. It's now the Love Movement. He did a ton of stuff. Yeah. on there yeah. with the group, you know, with the production group. Right. Um, 
that's uh, that's a whole other podcast to talk about that album. Um, <laughs> brand new heavies. Uh, he didn't do an album with them, but he did a couple. He did a couple singles. Yeah, yeah. I think brand new heavies is a little underrated. Oh yeah, they definitely are. I, 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 yeah. I really do like them. And then of course when we get to ninety nine, amplified. amplified. Of right. course, right? Things um, fall apart. Uh, the yeah, dynamite. Dynamite. Um, because at this point, it's like, this is when they formed the whole Soul Quarians thing. He and uh, Questlove. Yeah. Um, and then, that. that takes us right into, like, Water for Chocolate. Um, of course, we talked about that. Uh, D'Angelo. Yeah, The De La Soul on AOI. Um, underrated albums, again, yes. I think. And I always forget about the uh, Jazzmatazz Volume 3. Um, he the, was, yeah. yeah. With Bilal, yeah. Yeah. And so, and Mama's Gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, you know, to me, that's like a perfect album right there. That is. That's my wife's favorite yeah. album, for sure. Um, and then, of course, I uh, did a couple songs on Fives of Ventilation. Uh, there's some more Slum Village. Um, <clears throat> let's see. More De La Soul. But we're getting into... Oh, and I forgot about uh, also the Lucy Pearl Without You. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We do that yeah, a lot yeah. on our DJ sets, or sometimes we will. And then he was all over Electric Circus, too. Right. Which is the vastly underappreciated comedy. Yes. Album. I know you've talked with Bloggy well, about I, that I, I love it, yeah. yeah. It's his Jimi Hendrix album. Right. Yeah. Um, and then it is like, you know, later on, it, you know, he was sprinkled on some of everyone's albums. And I think, you know, of course, he just didn't, he didn't get the recognition that he deserved while he was alive. I agree. Yeah. Because you know, again, people didn't realize what was going on when it was going yeah. on. And once it was gone, once it was over, then yeah. people were like, oh my God, can you, do you know what yeah. this experience? And I, and I guess when I was getting ready to talk about it, like it, it turned into this, you know, kind of like with Bob Marley, you know, like this exploitation thing going on. And, you know, God bless, you know, Mob Duke, she, she, she's doing what she has to do. Yeah, man. You know, to preserve his legacy and, you know, really just, you know, she should monetize off of him. I, mm-hmm. I think so. Oh yeah. But yeah, but I mean like all these other cats, you know, it's like that are monetizing off him and you know, I, I think like what two, three years ago, Nas was like doing an album on JD's beats and stuff like yeah. that. Like like that kind of stuff is lame because, you know, if you wasn't rocking with him while he was alive mm-hmm. and you had the opportunity to you know, it's not cool to go and try to do that right now. Yeah, yeah. I know? totally agree. Yeah. I can't believe that, I mean, I can believe Nas will do anything, you know, <laughs> you only made it Illmatic once, but right? yeah, um, that, it doesn't surprise me at all, it hurts my feelings. Yeah, it, it does. Uh, I, I think about this a lot too, when it comes to like the influence that Dilla had, yes. you know, because I think that, to me, he's so good that it's almost hard to hear his influence in other people, because you can't do it unless you just completely cop what he did, right. you know? My favorite, my favorite artist who I think is directly influenced by him is actually Flying Lotus. Yeah, because I think Flying yeah. Lotus has yeah. this. Like again, I, I love trippy shit, you know. Um, but Flying Lotus, it sounds like people ask me like when they first never heard of Flying Lotus. I'm like, it sounds like Dilla on mushrooms. You're and, right, and that's yeah. why that's kind of I like and that. that and but know, that's yeah. perfect. But it's exactly what it is because he was so influenced by him, but he's not trying to recreate and just make hip hop beats. He said, "I'm going to make beats that." 
people on drugs can like dance to, but sound like Dilla in a way. Right. Know? But it's hard. Otherwise, though, I find a, I, I'm, it's difficult for me to say, oh, this guy obviously came from the Dilla camp because Dilla was so ubiquitous. Yeah. If you're making beats right now, you're influenced by Dilla. No matter right. like what, no matter what you think, whether you realize it or not. It'd you know, just like us listening to it. Like exactly. Like we realize it or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness, man! We can keep going on. <laughs> How long are we been going? I know. Man, we... <laughs> yeah, it, we can do this forever. Yeah, man, I mean, we tell, you bring up Dilla, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like because you know, for me, my heart belongs to to Pete Rock. Mm. It just does. That should be on a T-shirt, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah seriously. Yeah. <laughs> right, I might make a T-shirt. And on the back, just say my soul belongs to Dilla. Hey, you know, that's yeah, perfect. That you know, is, we should yeah, do that. Yeah. Just yeah. make two of those T-shirts. We're going to monetize Ex- it. <laughs> Exclusive. Pete Rock's still alive, too. Yeah, I know, We're right? We're going to make money off it. <laughs> my soul belongs to Pete Rock. My heart belongs to Dilla. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's perfect. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's like yeah, me. Yeah. Like, if I had to take, like, a godhead of mm-hmm. producers, Pete Rock, Dilla, and Q-Tip. Mm. And I think you pretty much, you know, and I, and I love Primo. I don't love Kanye. I appreciate a lot of stuff that he's done. Yeah. You know, I love Manny Fresh, mm-hmm. you know, I love No ID, you know, RZA. RZA. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's a lot of guys just like, you know, awesome. Right. But I think. But that's what, your Mount Rushmore there, right? Yeah. I think what Pete Rock, Dilla, and Q-Tip do, not just like. It's like they're able to preserve the integrity of whatever sample they use. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, I love about yeah, them. Yeah. It's like they don't take a sample and pervert it in some kind of way, have it sound cheesy. Yeah. Or Well, and they were also, you know, and that's that gets more difficult to do the yeah. further in the 21st century we get. Because, you, you know, you think of like Biz Marquee, you think of uh, Paul's Boutique, that BC Boys album. What was the thing... You know, like in the early 2000s, somebody ran the analysis to say, because they didn't clear any of those samples on Paul's Boutique. <laughs> and they were used, yeah, nice. <laughs> and they were using like Bob Dylan songs and shit. Yeah, you know? yeah. Somebody was like, it would cost them literally like $22 million oh my goodness, to make that right. album, you know, in like 2001. <laughs> exactly. Or and so Pete Rock, especially, was in that cusp where he could just sample a record because people are like I, I don't mind sampling as long as they make it sound a little different it's like no i want to hear the music that i love flip hey. just looped just a little bit of a bigger drum put on the bottom of it because i want it that's what i want to hear because to me that's genius that's just like coming up with a great right. guitar like hearing the right drum here like on a the tribe documentary when he's playing the bonita drums yeah and, and q-tips making that face yeah, you know, that yeah. face i was like that to me is just as good as if you would have just played that on the drum set, like exactly. hear it, you know. And yeah. so, yeah, those the producers you mentioned, especially Pete Rock and you know Q Tip, that level were a little bit earlier in the '90s, so they were a little bit more able to just play samples, you know. Right. Now, if Kanye, you know, I was reading about like the making of uh, the past couple Kanye albums, he brings a band in, he plays the sample. The band plays, plays it, that. tweaks it a little bit. The lawyer's sitting right there, and they'll play it, and the lawyer will shake his head. They'll play it again. He'll shake that's his head. That's crazy. Then they'll play it. He'll nod his head. God, the man. You know, I just would not want to make music that I way. I mean, either. <laughs> I just want to put the needle down and make it loop on my MPC. You, you know, know what I'm saying? saying? That's it. But that's what they have to do now. So to me, I mean, you are mentioning you appreciate what Kanye is. I love the Kanye songs I love. I don't like the ones I don't like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not, it's not as pure as what yeah. they rocked it. Yeah, you know man. God, dog. Isn't that crazy? 
I would hate to do that. I know, it sucks. And a lawyer there helping you make your album? Like, fuck that, you know? Right. You know, yeah. <laughs> Man, goodness gracious. Okay, mm-hmm. well, hey. And let me, I, I was going to say one more thing real quick. Go ahead. I, I know go right ahead. Wrap up. Um, just for a nostalgia point, me and you used to do this all the time. Like, exactly. Like, rap music, you know, it's been a long time. And that's why this one is going on so long right. and so fluid. It's like, man, look how much time we We used did. to do this, and people that know us know the, the tales of riding back and forth to college and yes. stuff, you know. And so, um, I just want to say, like, I don't do this ever anymore. Like, sit around and talk about rap music because we've grown... Like, rap music is where my, my heart and soul is, the way I dress, the way right. I talk, what I do. But rap music is maybe... 20% of what I listen to anymore, right. you know, it's like we we're I, you know, I, I can kind of speak for you here. I mean, we're more prone to be listening to like Afrobeat and like deep, deep jazz cuts right. and stuff like that. So I have friends that just constantly are talking about rap music because that's all they listen to. And I'm like, how can you, do I don't that? know how you can do I don't that. Know to how you can yeah. Possibly like... <laughs> do that. And so that's what's real. When you asked me to come on, it's like, we're going to get to do something that we haven't done together in a we very, haven't done long, in a very time. long time. Not that we don't sit around and we sit around and talk all the time about right. stuff, but it's been a long time since we've just said, Hey, let's just talk about rap music for yeah, a while. You know, cause again, we, we, haven't we just haven't that. done that in a while. Yeah. So that's, thank you for having me on. I just want yeah, to no doubt. Yeah. I appreciate that. Like I said, it feels good. And me and Blogger, you know, we 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 could have went a whole lot longer oh, definitely. last yeah, night, yeah. you know. And we didn't really get into like rap music in exactly. particular, you know. But if we have, it'd have been like a three hour show. Yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> you when know? I was listening to that episode. I was like, you guys mentioned something, ooh, and I was like, oh yeah, because when I listened to it, I was like, because I think I texted you both, and I was like. I mean, it's funny listening to you guys talk like through my headphones. Right. You know? so it's like I, I, I almost like I almost like said something out loud like three times. So I was like, oh my god! I was like, oh wait, wait, they're not here. You know, it's like this isn't a conference call. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So we probably shouldn't do an episode with all three of us. Oh wow! That would, that, yeah. That yeah. Unless like you a, want to do like a marathon, like it might have to do it like a three part series or something. Oh, we should do like a six hour like lock in version. Hey. Or <laughs> do it at the skating rink. Right. Like, lock that would... the door. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah, man. <laughs> That'd actually be kind of cool. Uh, yeah. Um, you want to do any shout-outs real quick? Shout-outs? Um, oh, God. I don't know. What do we got coming up? Whatever, well, mind. He hates you all. Yeah. But- <laughs> um, no, I love everyone. Uh, but yeah, you know, ch- check us out on places. Check out Comprehensive Beatdown. We're right. recording episode 85 next week, hey, if you can imagine that. Um, definitely check out Roguish Gent, DopeMediaNetwork.com, Find Homework Town Records, Elegant Train Wreck Productions, um, and just find me. I'm all over the place. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, um, at Silent GMS. Silent GMS on Twitter, on Twitter and Gary. We don't do Facebook. Uh, Leave yeah, Facebook yeah. alone. Oh, you know, I, I like Facebook. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I know. I'm, you guys talked about that last time. I I love Twitter. I'm just way too wordy for Twitter. <laughs> I read Twitter and make little jokes, but I'm, you know, you guys who are really good at Twitter are like, you know, you're two sentence people. I'm a five paragraph essay, right? Yeah. You know? So like, but it's, it's, it's I need an intro though, and a yeah. conclusion. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, don't. I've, yeah, I've been more into Twitter and Instagram recently. Yeah, you know, just, but I you still, know, you know, I, I don't. Hate we don't. Anything. We don't put the face. You know, because then no. then we'll get some crazy. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's getting. It eventually, I'm gonna have to switch we'll, it up. We'll, we'll like... get Confederate flag, Facebook, all of your comments and everything. Yeah, I'm definitely. Trying to have that yeah, happen. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but definitely silent GMS on Twitter and Garrett underscore Lee at Instagram. Those are the two places I'm probably most active. Yes, there yeah. we go. Cool. And subscribe to the Comprehensive Beatdown podcast. Uh, yeah, we're on got, iTunes. You're on iTunes now. I am on iTunes. All yes, right. yes. The cool. Pitch Podcast and is Satchel on iTunes po- and Satchel. Yeah. 
SoundCloud, I believe. Yeah, not oh, yeah. See, you're Satchel, good. not Satchel Page. You're on uh, SoundCloud. We got bumped. We did. We got three strikes and you're out on SoundCloud. Oh, really? Yeah, because our podcast, we listen to a whole album and talk over it. Oh, you know? yeah, and yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's kind of way. Well, yeah, after after a certain amount of time, we are going to catch it. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We deserved it. We um, when we did the uh, um, Kendrick album, the new one, oh, um, yeah, to Pimp a Butterfly. Oh, yeah. We were. What's funny is we ended up getting like thousands of listens to that podcast because, yeah. of course, we had the album a little early, and we were the. If you oh, Googled to Pimp a Butterfly review. We beat like we were up. We were came up before Pitchfork or before anything else. So, can, can you want to say it? You want to say it? Should I say it? What's that? Pitchfork. Fuck Pitchfork. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you heard the story about how I was on Pitchfork. No. Did you hear all that? No, yeah. I didn't. Uh, I'll tell you off, off mic. It's a funny story. It's just my little picture. But yeah, so if you Googled Pimp a Butterfly review, ours came up. So, you know, Bloggy's texting me one day. He's like, so, you know, we're happy if like a few dozen people listen to our podcast, you know, but he's like, we're at 500. The next day, he's like, we're at 1,200. I'm like, what the hell's going on? By the time we got to like three or 4,000, um, like, right, we, we figured out what had happened. And then I think that was like our second strike. So you get three strikes. And we weren't even paying attention, like not checking email. So yeah, eventually we weren't on there. And that's when we created Dope Media Network with Don. Or yeah. we, she already had it. And then we came on there because we needed a place to host us because no one else, you know, if, I, if anyone at Apple ever listened to our podcast, they would kick us off iTunes in yeah. a second, you know. Um, you too, like playing the mixes on there and stuff, you're not, some, yeah, I know, hey, <laughs> Apple's obviously not listening, they would have canned us a long time ago. Um, but yeah, you, shout out to you being on SoundCloud, man, that means you're doing right, so yeah. I, I like that. So yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to do what I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, this is Satchel Page host of the pitch podcast again you hear us on satchel uh dope media network itunes and soundcloud uh follow at the at the pitch 29 on twitter uh and i that's all i, I didn't think. know you were on twitter already yeah see that. yeah wow i started that account like you know not too long ago okay cool well, I'm gonna yeah i just yeah post podcast i don't that's all i do yeah ours, blue yeah. blue satch does yeah, <laughs> doesn't yeah. have control of that one. right right uh yeah so yeah love you all love you garrett love you man thanks all for right. having me dude no, I appreciate no it. problem yeah. at all all right so we're out of this thing peace it's the 788 d just like jake the snake actually we don't participate, but if you do, then I'ma see you at your way. Don't let the drama fluctuate. I don't wanna, I gotta, we cookin' sex. Now where would we be at if we let you do that? We probably be laying on our backs. Talking this and that, you want my, you plan ya, it was whack. I never would clean myself out like that, but um, I guess that's where you at. That's where you at. What I'ma do is like, uh, Call out your whole crew cause your crew likes to bite us Y'all stick to freestyling cause y'all ain't no writers Trying to be something And can't play the game till you Sound the same man you claim to be something You ain't and won't be without SP That's right Y'all need to be smacked open hands I can give a fuck about this shit You all up in my face over some whole shit Just come out You wanna be with my clique You must know really how wild I get When I walk in the place and